Welcome back. I hope you're well. I'm doing okay. I'm, I've been resting, as I spoke about last time, and I've just been in the middle of complete restoration. Um, God has shown me a lot. My mind has been busy with revelation from everything. And uh, today I just want to, I want to tell you that God is faithful. He's faithful. If you're like me, You've probably been in a season of what is going on with my life, Lord? And are the promises that you gave me still going to come to pass? And I'm here to tell you that I'm a living witness that the things that God has promised me are coming to pass. And I'm not the type of person that is hungry for wealth or a following, which that was something that God did on the inside of me that was a miracle as well. Because I often felt as though if I wasn't bringing in a certain amount of income Um, like my husband is doing currently, then I'm not contributing at all to society or to my family. And last week the Lord spoke to me and he said, you don't have to bring in income to bring in life. You have brought in life and continue to bring in life in your family every single day and in those around you. When you step into a room, you are automatically bringing in life and light. You're bringing in my presence. You're bringing in grace. You're bringing in kindness. And people admire that. You're, my, my children are inspired by me every day. I start something and I get really passionate about it and... Um, You know, I try my best to stick with it and stay consistent. And they are just in awe of the things that I begin. They are in awe of the things that I say on a daily basis. And I will have to say that God is right. After looking over my life, I've realized that I do bring in life. And that is way more valuable than bringing in income. Because income can only get you so far, but it is life that leads to the presence of God. It's because of who I am, and it's because of who you are, um, by the sound of my voice, it is because of who you are that people are inspired every day. You touch lives. And I just want to say that God is good. 
there is something that I've been saying lately when I think about it. Um, like if I'm in the middle of making a hard decision or whatever, I'll just be like, you know what? I'm going to just not even think about this. I'm going to focus on the fact that I trust God and God is good. I trust God and God is good. I trust God and God is good. At the end of the day, y'all, like, we can trust an unknown future to a known God. He's good. He always has been. He always will be. I mean, I have seen such a tremendous growth in my mental health. You know, being that I came from a very dark place, a very dark and low place. There's been a lot that I've been doing to make sure I continue to grow my confidence in myself and um, to improve my self-esteem. Because yes, I've been freed from depression, but after you've been so low like that, God has to really work on you every single day to get you to that level of full, I believe in myself uh, type of a mindset. And so some of the things I've been doing is, number one, I do not wear makeup on a daily basis anymore. And I know for the women on here, um, that is something that people are not naturally going to do because society is very physical and a lot of our worth is um, seen in our face. Because when people see you, you know, people can point out things. And so naturally as women, we just have developed this habit of, hey, we wake up, we get ready, we put on makeup. But let me just say, not wearing makeup on a daily basis. I'm not saying I never wear it. I When I wear it, I usually wear it like on the weekends or if I'm going to some special event. But I used to wear it every single day. I would not even go outside to go check my mailbox without putting on a face full of makeup. And that is because I did not realize my self-worth. I didn't realize that it was mainly about what is on the inside of me that really mattered and that would change lives. Me wearing makeup is not changing any lives. Um, And to be honest, I feel like I look the exact same with it and or without it. So... Um, you know, and I'm not saying my skin is super perfect. So, (laughs) um, just like you, you know, I get blemishes here and there and sometimes I may not have a good skin day, but I've, I've realized that waking up and just looking in the mirror and falling in love with me, the most naked version of me without being covered up not only increased my self-confidence, but it brought me closer to God. Um, Because it truly shows you what God sees in you, that in the beginning of the, in the beginning of creation, we were what? We were supposed to be naked. 
I mean, God didn't want us to put our trust in any type of covering other than him. He was supposed to be our covering. And when sin entered the world, um, we started to trust in other things to cover us up, right? So we have to wear clothes. Now we have to wear clothes because we know, you know, we have the knowledge of good and evil. And so clothes turned into um, makeup. So not just covering up with clothes, but now we are also covering up our faces. We're covering up the physical structure um, that God said was good before makeup was even on our faces. He looked at us and said, listen, you are beautiful. You are made in my image. You are perfectly perfect. You are imperfectly perfect, if you want to put it that way as well. And so I just felt like it has brought me closer to really seeing what God sees in me. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what people see. It's, you know, it's a small percentage about what we see. The main thing that we should be seeing when we see us is what God sees, you know? Um, So that's one of the things that I've been doing to build my self-confidence in this time. Another thing I've been doing is gassing myself up. (laughs) gassing myself up, getting up. And when I think of it, I look in the mirror and say these things, but sometimes I may not remember to do it in the mirror because my morning routines are very hectic being a mom of three. So um, sometimes I may say these things in the car or when I get back home, but I would gas myself up and just say things. Oh, I love doing it while I'm on my treadmill for my birthday. Um, my husband bought me a treadmill so that when I don't feel like going outside to walk, I can do it right here in the house. Uh, so I started this thing now where like once I start working out, I start just gassing myself up like, yes, Adriel, you've already been walking for 15 minutes, girl. You've already burned 100 calories. You better do it. And I'm just like saying all of these things. Like you are capable of anything when you walk into a room, they are blessed by your presence. Um, You are created in the image of God. There is nothing that you cannot do without God on your side. Um, You are completely confident. You are capable. You are competent. You are wise. You are gifted, anointed, um, I mean, people admire you for just being you. You have accomplished so much. You have wrote an entire book. You have defeated depression with God's hands. Like, just gas yourself up. Whatever comes to mind, start gassing yourself up. It is such a confidence booster, and it has helped me greatly. And so... Not saying I never get into those moods where I'm doubting myself because I do. And I feel like it's human. It's human to doubt yourself from time to time. I don't think any of us are going to wake up and completely believe in ourselves 24-7 without any self-doubt ever entering our minds. I don't think that that's um, possible. But if it is, and if you find somebody like that, hey, I mean, that's a gym right there. Like... (laughs) But 
it is human. Self-doubt is is natural. Um, so I'm not saying I never deal with it because I do <laughs> more than I would like to. But I also believe that creating a new system in my thoughts, a new thought system is greatly contributing to the increase in my confidence and self-esteem. Uh, because sometimes it is just a matter of building a new habit of talking to yourself differently. Um, not saying things like if you mess up something and you do something wrong, not saying things like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why would I do that? Or gosh, what is wrong with me? Like trying to stay as far away from those statements as possible and then going more towards the statements of I'm so proud of you you did that celebrate all your small wins congratulate every single thing you do and um, if you deal with self-doubt and self-esteem issues um, refocusing your mindset on how great of a person you are versus beating yourself up about every little thing is going to serve you in so many positive ways. Um, and uh, what else have I been doing to build my self-confidence? I've been journaling. Journaling is so cathartic. So if you have not tried journaling yet, or if it's been a minute since you've journaled, I don't care how old you are. We all need to get our thoughts out. It's very important to process um, through information that our brains and, and our bodies are ex experiencing on a daily basis because um, things can get very chaotic in our minds when we're not writing them down and figuring them out. So start journaling and journal, journal about everything, journal about whatever you feel that is eating at you or just something you kind of want to open up um, and explore deeper. Go back in your, if there's past experiences that you've felt have been holding you back from reaching your fullest potential, journal about that. Go back in your past and, and work through some things. Um, whether that's, you know, childhood abuse or any type of trauma, PTSD, um, a, a bad relationship or, um, you know, something somebody said to you that you constantly remember on a daily basis, write that down, write that down, figure it out, um, and allow Holy Spirit to be your therapist. Okay. Um, mm, so speaking of therapy or, you know, something closely related to therapy. So I've been a person, I'm kind of just saying what it, what's all on my mind right now. There is no uh, specific topic that I'm talking about today because it's been a minute. Um, so just let's just experience this together, uh, whatever God puts on my mind. But I want to say this because I'm not sure if anybody listening by the sound of my voice has either considered antidepressants or has been on them um, or currently on them right now. So I'm a person that constantly gets headaches 
And I saw a neurologist Friday. Yeah, Friday. This past Friday. And he asked me if I wanted to be treated for my migraines. And I was like, yeah, like, of course I do. How would you do that? And he said, well, I can put you on a medication. And it's actually a mood medication. Of course, my first thought was, is this an antidepressant? Because I am completely against those. I talked about those in my book and how you should avoid those at all costs. Um, And obviously, no, I was not taking it for depression because I am not depressed. And even when I was, I did not take anything. But because he said it was specifically to treat migraines, um, and he told me, you know, there's there's no major symptoms. And I was like, well, what about weight gain? Because I've heard that you can gain weight on those. And he was like, well, you know, if you do, you know, we can can decrease your dosage and you just keep a watch on your weight. But other than that, those migraines are going to disappear. So naturally, I was like, okay, I'm a little hesitant. But at the same time, I get migraines a lot or even just, you know, bad headaches, even when they don't make it to a migraine. And I'm a mom and, you know, having horrible headaches and trying to be a mom at the same time and do all the, you know, taking care of the kids and doing all the cooking and the cleaning and all that is very difficult to do with the headache. And so I've been taking um, lots of Tylenol on pretty much an every other day basis. And I would have to take like three at a time, which I know is horrible for my liver. So of course, naturally, I just want to be able to get off of that and, and have something that will just prevent it in the first place, which he claimed these mood um, antidepressants would do. So I'm like, let me just try it. You know, it might be the one cure all for me and um, I can live my life and be normal again. It's because there's certain things I won't even do or can't do because I get headaches so easily. Like running is out of the question. I can't run. So in order to exercise, um, I have to do just brisk walking or um, like if I want to do some crunches or regular sit-ups or pull-ups or anything like that, I have to be very careful because the slightest movement causes a headache. So I was like, you know what, let me just try this. This literally might change my life. So I tried it that night. You had to take it before bedtime. And I was like, wow. I woke up the next morning. I had the best sleep in my life. I slept for 10 hours, which never happens. I usually always wake up in the middle of the night. And when I wake up, I always wake up in pain. So I have to get up very slowly Um, I have to slowly move from laying to sitting and then from sitting to standing and then from standing to walking. And it's a very slow process that I usually have to do. But this particular morning, the night, the morning after I took the antidepressant, they, by the way, they said, you know, you have to take it at night because it is also to treat insomnia because it has, um, properties in it that, make you not only fall asleep better, but to stay asleep longer. Okay, so I take it the morning after I wake up and I notice right away I am in no pain whatsoever. So my first thought is, oh my goodness, 
it actually worked. And then I realized, hey, I slept for 10 hours. Like, what? I usually only get like six to seven hours of sleep, but I slept for 10 hours. So I was in love with it. The only thing that I noticed right away that I disliked was that I remember having dreams, but I couldn't remember my dreams, which I thought was very odd. I had no idea if that had to do with the medication or if it was just because I was sleeping so good that, you know, I had so many dreams that I just couldn't put my finger on. But listen, I am a seer and a dreamer, and I take my dreams very seriously because the Lord always speaks to me in my dreams. And so even if I am done with a dream in the middle of the night, if it's something the Lord put on my heart and that he showed me, I will wake up and write it down. I have a dream journal, and I'm very serious about keeping track of my dreams. So me remembering them is very important to me. So mind you, um, with that. So anyway, so the day goes along and I notice that, you know, I feel better as far as pain is concerned and I did get a lot of sleep, but now I'm starting to feel drowsy the exact same way I felt when I was in surgery for six hours to get my abs sewn back together. Um, and then I came out of surgery and how drowsy I felt after being off of the anesthesia, that's exactly how I felt the morning after. The next thing I noticed was that I was stuck, like stuck in thoughts and just, but there were no thoughts. That's the crazy thing. I was stuck in my mind, but wasn't really thinking anything. I went completely numb. Um, and I sat on the couch and I before I sat on the couch, I made breakfast. I had made my husband, my husband and I um, pancakes. And I noticed that I had to think a lot harder on which step came next. Like it was, it was almost as if I just couldn't remember anything. Like, like I was in a car crash or something and it, it traumatized my brain. And now I'm having trouble remembering what happened type of thing. That's the exact feeling that I got. And I remember sitting on the couch and I just looked out the window. The TV was on. Me and my family, we would usually, you know, just chill in the mornings on a Saturday and watch TV for a little bit before we get up and start our day. Um, But I found myself just sitting there staring out the window. And my husband was like, baby, okay? Is this is this the pills? And I was like, I think so. Like I don't I don't have any feelings or thoughts, but I'm not in any pain. So I guess I just have to, you know, wait and see if, if things will get better. Maybe my body is just taking a minute to get used to it. So as the day went on, I started to become more irritable, agitated about every little thing. And I started to become angry. I started to become um, like I don't care about people. It was like it, like my emotions were being erased and I was being blunt with people. 
And to be honest, I was like cussing uh, people out. Like if, if I felt like they were rude, I was super rude back. And that's usually not me um, to go to that degree, but I was. It was almost as if I had no care in the world and didn't care about anything at all. Like, like didn't, didn't love anyone, didn't, you know, didn't know God, you know, didn't have Holy Spirit operating through me. I was annoyed with everything and everyone. And, um, that particular night I took my rings off because my diamonds are, my ring is pretty big. (laughs) Um, and I dislike the feeling of putting on lotion with my rings on. So I always take my rings off, but this particular time I took them off, but completely forgot that I took them off and that they were in my lap. So when my husband and I pulled up to get a sub that evening, I stood up to ask him to remember to get bottled water because I had put that in my order. And as I stood up, the rings were in my lap, but I did not remember. So they fell out of my lap and onto the ground where we parked at. So we left the place at this whole time. Didn't remember that my rings weren't on. We left the place. We went to my mom's house. Um, and that's where I ate my sub. As I was eating the sub, I looked down at my finger and I was like, oh my gosh, my rings, where are they? And of course, we were all looking for them. When's the last place you saw them? Where were you? And, you know, I'm like, I really don't know. I don't remember the last place I was. And we were sitting there looking for the rings. We were all in the car looking for them. In my purse, I'm looking for them. In my pockets, they're not there. And I think it was my husband who, it was either my husband or me. I think finally I remembered, hey, I took them off to put on lotion so they could be at the sub place, um, Jersey Mike's. And so we drove back and thankfully there was a truck sitting next to the space that we were parked in. And he was looking a little weird as if he found the rings, um, but was deciding whether or not he should pick them up <laughs> to go pawn them or something. So... We finally find the rings and they're on the ground, both of them just laying there. I mean, just shining. You can see it <laughs> pulling into the parking lot. That's how beautiful they are. And thankfully, you know, we find them. But then the next day I wake up, I took the pills that night. I wake up and I'm feeling the exact same way, except worse now. I'm numb, but I'm not in pain. But then I go into my closet, my prayer closet to pray for the day and I can't pray. It's like I have no creative imagination because here's the thing. When we pray, I don't think we realize that, but we're using our creativity because we're praying to something that we cannot see. We're praying to a being that is unseen. So you have to creatively imagine who you're praying to. I tried to speak in tongues and I couldn't. I mean, it was like, Something had taken over me and it was not a good feeling. I felt numb and not myself at all. I was mad the whole day. And then that day I lost my purse at Chipotle, put it up on the chair, completely forgot I put it there. 
we leave out, we get home, I realize, hey, my purse is in here. I don't know where my purse is at. We remember, hey, well, we we were at Chipotle. We ate inside, and uh, my husband was like, baby, put your purse on the chair. And I meant to tell myself to not forget it, but I ended up forgetting it after putting the baby in the car. And then, of course, I forgot it. So I went back there. Thankfully, nobody took that or any of my cards. Um, I went in and I was like, hey, I believe I left my purse. And the girl that was working there, she was like, you did. I was cleaning up earlier and I put it back here for you. She came out with it. Thankfully, everything was in there. But it was just so odd because I was forgetting everything. I couldn't remember anything. I also dreamt dreamt that night, but could not remember the dreams. I remember dreaming, just couldn't remember the dreams. So I was like, you know what? I don't know about these pills. I don't know. Like I just, and then I was finding myself depressed. So I have taken antidepressants, not for depression, obviously for pain, but I was finding myself getting depressed. I was crying. I was going through hell And I'm like, what is going on? I have made so much progress. This is so not like me. So I finally just start researching, hey, can amitriptyline cause um, issues with your memory? And everywhere I searched, people were saying, yes, I believe amitriptyline was the reason why my wife's dementia started. And yes, amitriptyline caused me to not remember my dreams and to just forget everything. Like just my short-term memory was non-existent. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but this is not worth it. I'd rather be in pain and be able to pray and be myself than to be without pain and be completely numb and not be able to pray to my God. Nothing is worth losing my relationship with my God. Like I was so serious. I stopped taking those pills that day. And by 7 p.m., because that's what time I was usually taking the pills, by 7 p.m. the following day, I was back to myself again. Because I'm guessing that it takes like a full 24 hours for the pills to um, leave your system. So I am saying all that to say, God is good. He is faithful. And be careful what you are putting in your body, in your system. Um, Be careful what you're eating. Be careful what you're watching, what you're listening to. Because things have um, effects there's an effect. You're either going to receive a positive effect or a negative effect to everything that goes in and out of your system, right? What goes in must come out. So if you're putting in something bad, something bad is going to come out. Obviously, I was putting something in that was supposed to do this one thing, but it ended up doing all this other stuff. Um, That completely rewired the way my brain was responding and it completely took away my creative imagination. And as a writer and one who loves God, I mean, it's just that was not worth it. It was not worth it. I I'd rather be in pain than for everything else about me to go away. Okay. And so if you have considered antidepressants for pain or for depression or anything like that, be careful. Please do your research. Um and yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. 
what that story was really for. But at the end of the day, um, I just want everybody to pay attention to what they are exposing themselves to. Pay attention. Please, the, the Bible says to be watchful, be mindful, because the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, waiting for someone to devour. And sometimes he might do that through something that appears to be like it's helping you, but it's not really helping you. And um, yeah, so get your blood levels checked, make sure your your system is working right and do what you can to keep yourself as healthy as possible. Um, and just remember that the Lord loves you and that you can trust him. You can trust him and that all of the promises that he's given you will come to pass as you put your trust and your faith in him. Um, Blessed is the one who believes and hasn't seen, right? So believe what God has told you. Believe what prophets have spoke over your life. Believe that he's working it out for your good, whatever it is. Um, I just thank God that, um, that I experienced those things with those pills because I just... I've been working so hard to try to get my brain back to its ultimate health, like optimal health. And I just love the Lord so much because he will allow something bad to happen to you to make sure you do not put a certain thing back in your to your system or um, do not listen to a certain thing or do not watch a certain thing again because it negatively affected you. And I just love God. <laughs> so that's the moral of this podcast is just understand that God loves you. You are the apple of his eye. You always will be. The Bible says that there is nothing up, above, or below. Nothing great, nothing small. Nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And so... um I want to leave you with that today. Be mindful, be watchful. The enemy is after you because you are God's chosen. So always remember that, that the situation is, it, it's probably, you know, has nothing to do with the person. If you're in a certain altercation, it has nothing to do with the person. If you're in a certain type of suffering, probably it has nothing to do with you. It's just the fact that um, the enemy is cunning and he hates God. And because you are created in the image of God, he hates you. That's all. Um, but you're amazing. Remember to gas yourself up. Try to build your confidence every day. Try to start journaling. Work through your past. And I pray you have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. And I will be back when I have something else to talk about. But I love you so much. Stay red, always and forever. All right, talk to you soon.